0: Uh, hi. Hello. We're back. Yes. It's Down Abbey time, it's y'all. It's Down Abbey.
1: Woo! Holy crap.
0: Oh man. Season six. Final season. That's right. They're uh, they're going out with a bang. They
1: are uh, we in some
0: cases, literally. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, so we're excited. This is instant take. That's right. If you've not heard this before, this is where we just uh say how we feel. Yeah.
1: Having just, just watched the episode.
0: Yep. yep, we just watched it. Uh, using the Ola extension on Google Chrome mm-hmm. for the ITV player, in case you're listening to this and you don't live in Britain for some reason. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. That is how we did it. That
1: is, that is our, our secret strategy, yes. And
0: uh, I don't expect any legal repercussions for this. <laughs> right
1: so uh here's hoping
0: yeah well i mean like that extension exists you know well yeah It still like inflates their traffic yeah and i I mean you know
1: we we watched a bunch of ads for we did
0: speaking of (laughs) yeah all right we need to take a moment and talk about british commercials Mm -hmm. uh The commercial breaks seem quite long. They do. And we're not sure if it's that the individual commercials are longer or if there's just more of them.
1: Yeah. Or if we're just not used to watching live TV. But I mean, I don't know.
0: I don't know either. Well, we watch enough sports. Yeah. But I feel like that may be it, too, because I think sporting events... Commercial breaks are much shorter. Yeah, I think because it's it's so dependent on the action of the game.
1: Right. No, I think that's true. So
0: anyway, yeah. uh, seemed real long to us. <laughs> yes. Uh, and just yeah, just different. Like yeah. the the brand names of things creep us out.
1: Right. Like Sanex.
0: Yeah, Sanex, and then what is it like Boopa? Yeah. Insurance
1: or boopy. <laughs> we don't know. We
0: don't know either. But it was strange. there was a, a delightful commercial for a live Italian cooking series. Oh, so right. I guess everyone got over that. Yeah.
1: There's... So I guess the
0: Italians are fine with you now. <laughs> um <laughs> No. And then the weirdest thing to me is so Amazon Prime is the the Prime yes sponsor of right. Downton Abbey. So they and they did this last year and we mm-hmm, saw this mm-hmm. as well. I don't know if it's been going on the whole time. If yeah. you know, please feel free to tweet at us at Five Maggie Smiths or write us a telegram up yours downstairs at gmail.com or find us on Facebook. We're everywhere. (laughs) We're positively everywhere.
1: We're all up in your social media. Uh,
0: Anyway, so it's all of these, you know, extras on the set of Downton Abbey Mm -hmm. having various problems that can be solved by Amazon Prime. However... These are some dumb ass people. They are. Okay, so one lady, I think she's like a crew member, is Mm -hmm. like on her phone and also her laptop, but she's standing on a bridge. Yeah. And then she knocks her laptop off the bridge and into the water in a very bad game of poo sticks.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, you don't rest your laptop on the stone wall of a bridge. Don't
0: take your laptop on a bridge. Right. Just don't do that. Uh, then there's this old guy who puts his glasses down on a chair and they are promptly set upon Mm -hmm. by some young buck gabbing on his cell phone. (laughs) Um, and then let's see what else. There was a lady with a coffee cup and she got a, like a travel, that, you know, okay, fine. Fair play to her. Oh, and then there's the young crew member who sent a bouquet, to, to this extra. Yeah. And I'm like, you can't afford that on your PA salary. Yeah. Like, I know how much it costs to get flowers <laughs> delivered by not Amazon Prime.
1: Right. So and, you have to think. Yeah. Yeah
0: so there's that um, yeah
1: and they also seem to think that Downton Abbey just has dozens of extras milling oh, all around. the
0: time and they really don't they don't like I mean I would I would argue in the first two series yes yeah but since then the scope of the show has tightened so much yeah well and just not the type of extras that they're portraying mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. the type of extras are you know people milling about in London
1: right or, or at this I mean even at this Fox on at the beginning of this episode, the episode or at the auction. But yeah. it's just
0: it's all these people dressed as extras and maids, and I'm like, are you not following the show? Yeah, the whole They th- don't have that kind of money. They
1: spent a full five minutes of today's episodes explaining how they have few maids and want fewer. Like, yeah.
0: Anyway, look, it's a very cute idea. Oh, yeah, sure. But we are concerned, uh, British citizens, <laughs> that y'all might be extremely clumsy. Right. That's the impression, um, And that getting. you don't quite understand the value of material possessions right i mean i'm not saying that's true yeah
1: i'm just saying that's what amazon
0: a u.s based company (laughs) is saying about y'all
1: right so So you may want
0: to write a strongly worded letter to bezos uh he'll probably read it yeah he probably will or like get the new york times to do a story on it um Mm. that was startlingly effective (laughs) yeah (laughs) anyway okay so that's enough of us talking about commercials sure
1: Yeah, we love commercials. We do.
0: All right, so let's let's just go through what happened. I don't know how long this was content-wise. It seemed like it had to have been at least an hour fifteen.
1: Yeah. It, and
0: usually the first episode is a bit longer. Right. So. And we're just, we're not used to watching it with commercials. So we were, yeah. We're you know, all, it got to be, you know, 2 p.m. here in the States and we're like checking our watches. We're like, like yeah, why, we're not wearing watches. Yeah, we're experiencing a heat wave <laughs> in Oakland, California. Yeah. We're podcasting in our underwear we right are. now. We It's
1: too hot to do otherwise. It's really
0: too hot for anything else. Yeah. Uh, so now you've got the picture.
1: I mean, (laughs) you know... If, if you don't want to be picturing, uh, average looking people naked, this is not the episode for you. It is not the
0: episode for you. Yeah. Uh, but we shan't start there. No. We'll start with Mary versus Bevers. <laughs> right. Now, Bevers is not her real name, but no. Bevers is the name of the very annoying roommate on Broad City. Yeah. Uh, which if you haven't watched, absolutely do. Sure. So anyway, so Bevers, okay, she's practically in the first shot. Yeah. She's a very plain, mean-looking peasant.
1: And just hanging around, like, doing nothing, but, like...
0: Managing to insinuate her way into these situations. So the long and the short of it is, she was a chambermaid when Mary went off and boned Gilly that time. Right. Right. And she's now trying to blackmail Mary yeah, for a thousand pounds. And which we all know you can't negotiate with terrorists. Right. So Mary's like, fuck off.
1: <laughs> she is.
0: Well, and like, so she shows up there having a fox hunt with a bunch of nameless lords. Yeah. That we are never introduced to. Because... No. I guess Neem and fellows don't care anymore, apparently not, I'm like surely there was somebody marriageable in there. <laughs> who will Mary marry Mary? we switch gears it's now who will blackmail Mary, <laughs> right. which is not as difficult to say,
1: yeah, and it's uh it's bevers is who it, it is
0: bevers, so she and she's so nasty,
1: yeah, and she's got like this whole like uh like. This is a, you know, political statement thing going on or, like, whatever. Except
0: that it's not. I know. There is a political statement much later in the series, and we're fully in support of that. Yeah. Well, and you were saying, you know, they were like, oh, let's introduce another, you know non toff character.
1: Right. And it's like, oh, what will she be? Blackmailer. Evil blackmailer. Oh unequivocally shifty, evil. Shifty, motivated mm-hmm. by sordid greed. Yeah, that's that's what this
0: think about that cat lady, but like more so <laughs> right. Anyway, so she turns up like three times. Yeah, The first time, I don't, Carson sort of was just like, oh, you can go like watch them fox hunt. Right. And I'm like, why are you being solicitous of this person? And well, I thought she was like a reporter. I thought. I
1: thought maybe she was like an anti-fox hunting activist. Yeah.
0: That would have been actually a lot more interesting than yet another blackmail plot. Yeah. Honestly. No, I mean, it's even,
1: Mary's like, you know, you're
0: not the first person to blackmail. Yeah. She's like this is this is not my first radio. <laughs> uh anyway, so then she shows up and says she's from the Dower house with a message for Lady Mary. Get shown into Mary's room. Yeah, she's not even up and dressed yet. No. And like so and I was going to the bathroom during this scene. Right. Because the live ITV broadcast waits for no man. It's true. Yeah,
1: and and she was just like being all like Uh, like...
0: I eat your biscuit! She was. I eat it up!
1: No, she picked up a biscuit and, like, took a bite of it and then, like, threw it back down on the tray and, like, was just being very, you know, uh, uh... Biscuit-eaty?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, just, like... Uppity? Yeah, and, and just, like, being, you know, very not, blatantly disrespectful of propriety, which, you know, she's a blackmailer, sure. Right. I get it.
0: Uh, anyway, so Anna kicks her out. And then she comes back a third time mm-hmm. when Mary's in Thirsk. And I don't know that I would have gone to Thirsk while this was all still going on. <laughs> Look, but
1: sometimes you just got to get to Thirsk. Thirsk you know? waits for no man. <laughs> That's right.
0: You Thirsky! <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, so she comes in and Carson's like, what, what, what? Yeah. And Lord Grantham comes out from the library and she's all like, meh, 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 meh. So she goes into the library with him and Mary then comes back and Carson is like, well, there's been a very unpleasant woman here. (laughs) And, you know, Mary is being all, oh, Carson, someday I'll do something even you can't forgive. (laughs) And Carson's like, never. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so he's like, oh, yeah, that lady isn't gone. She's in there with your dad, so (laughs) Mary is like, pew! She goes in, and Lord Grantham hands her, you know, a a check, Mm -hmm. and is like, not one word, and then Mary has to be like, oh, so you found out I banged Gilly.
1: (laughs) Right. And then, so, part of this then turns out to be weird, because it's like, Lord Grantham is like, he's disapproving especially of Gilly, and then Mary kind of explains why they did it all, and then he's like, well, I guess this proves that you're strong enough to run our estate.
0: Is having extramarital sex a big part of that?
1: I mean, apparently. It might be. As he said, you should see what they're writing about the Edwardians
0: these days. That's true. Yeah. Well, because Mary says it's not what his parents would have done. I'm like, did you not remember that prince? <laughs> yeah. There was a whole mess of business going on yeah, there. Oh,
1: there was some business.
0: Um, anyway, and then also, but it turns out, and I've got a tip my cap which yeah. i'm not wearing because it's quite hot <laughs> right but i gotta tip my cap to lord grantham because mm-hmm. he talked her down to 50 pounds
1: yeah and-,
0: and uh got a signed confession of blackmail so you know now the blackmailer has become the blackmail-y. Mm-hmm. and you know well done yeah. now my one criticism and this all ties up nicely and yeah yeah lord grantham seems like he's not being quite as much of a fuddy-duddy this season yeah um we loved the episode yeah. By the way, yeah. we didn't give a general pronouncement, <laughs> but oh my god, so thrilled to be back. Yeah, it's very the clothes,
1: nice. The clothes are great. The clothes
0: are ridiculous good. Yeah. Well, and it makes sense because it's like it's been six years since the war ended mm-hmm. and fashion finally got its shit back together. Yeah. yeah. Everybody kinda lost their minds for a minute. <laughs> and now just and even uh the Dowager, she's yeah. wearing quite the jaunty cap. So she's moved away from the very big Edwardian uh, picture hats. Mm-hmm, and she's, mm-hmm. you know, she's being, it's practically a modified homburg. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Okay. So that's all very general. I thought Mary should have called up Gilly. Right. Like even if they didn't, sh- I'm sure, you know, getting f- whatever the fuck his name is, Anthony <laughs> Quinn. Um, yeah. No, wait. His real name is Anthony in the show. Yeah, I forget that's... his name. Is it Julian McCullough?
1: M- M- no, no, that's, that's, that's uh, uh, uh,
0: Charles Blake. Right.
1: Is named something like that. Anyway,
0: uh, yeah, Julian Ovenden. Yeah. Because it's Julian McCullough and Julian Ovenden? Maybe. Well, it's not like we do a
1: podcast about this show. Yeah, we shouldn't be uh, chagrined at all.
0: No, anyway. (laughs) But I thought she should have called him because he might have had something to offer. And, you know, the scandal concerns him as well. Right. He is a part of this. It's potentially not going to hurt him as much. Mm Mm-hmm. But at any rate, uh, that all gets, you know, sorted.
1: Right. And it's fine. Right. Yeah, that all that was a, like opening with this plot line and seeing it seem, – it's seeming to be just another like hedge witch, you know, awful person. But you know what? They wrapped it up. They got her out of the picture in one episode.
0: Which is remarkable. Yeah. Well, I feel – and you know, it, they should have told them it was the last season every season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because they could be like, oh, wait, we have to really wrap things up here, don't we, old boy? <laughs> Uh, so whatever.
1: I just sort of thought we'd have somebody mention this plot line every 20 minutes for the next, you know, seven episodes <laughs> and that would be enough, but no.
0: So speaking of what will be a unifying plot line for the season, yeah, so uh, you know, is the hospital situation. Now yeah. this is the scene that we all saw. ITV released the first scene that deals with this in advance of mm-hmm. the show. Mm-hmm. So, um, the hospital in York is trying to basically consolidate a lot of the smaller county hospitals. Right, right. Um, So, the dowager is not thrilled. Indeed. She's quite put out. Uh, Well, and, you know, she's been seeing the power of the family chipped away at for now decades. Right,
1: right, right. And so this
0: is sort of the last straw. Dr. Clarkson is on her side. Yes. In not wanting the county to come in and meddle. Right. Whereas Isabel and Murdy. 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 <laughs> Murdy-Bell rides again. Yes. Well, not quite. Well, yeah. Because Murdy agrees with Isabel because, and she says in a later scene, her only concern is survival rates. Right. And honestly, I think you got to have a very data-based approach to hospital management. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's all well and good to have your sort of Yorkshire bedside manner, Dr. Clarkson. <laughs> right. But if people are dying... That's not really much comfort to the family.
1: No, it's not.
0: And then we have Cora seems to be the sort of... Uh,
1: like swing vote.
0: Yeah, which is weird because there's three other people. Yeah, there are three other people on the board. And they're all seated on the other side. <laughs> and, and they say like, nothing. We're just alternates. <laughs> In the event that a speaking character, can all give their vote. Um, anyway, so... This actually was more interesting than I was giving it credit for. Yeah, Because... Isabel and, uh, Violet are arguing Mm -hmm. and they're quite upset, but then we do have this great scene at the end where Isabel comes to the Dowager house and says, Hey, I know we're disagreeing about this, but I don't want it to ruin our friendship, which we've seen
1: blossom in
0: the past, you know, three seasons. Right. Um, and basically then, uh, violet just starts talking about how there's this family which we'll talk about in yeah, a moment yeah. but they're auctioning off their house so she's kind of talking shit about previous generations and how the lady of the house was addicted to curtsy <laughs> yeah. and she had to invite royalty all the time and she said "How oh, how we would laugh <laughs> yeah and like that's her way of saying because she did say she's like well it depends who wins right right whether or not we're cool with each other but then she was like well you know we're both old yeah yeah so yeah. it's fine
1: well and, that's- you were saying that at, at some point that this is, that the show has become like Mean Girls for sexi- mm-hmm. sexagenarians.
0: Mm-hmm. And you see it throughout every plot line. Mm-hmm. And it's really fascinating that what was a show about who was going to be the male heir right. is now just about these women like hanging around trying to figure out how they're going to get fucked. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, yeah. So and then so and LG is like McGee. Don't take sides against Mama. And McGee's. like, I'll do what I want. (laughs) That's right. I almost banged that art critic or historian (laughs) or whatever. God, I wish he would come back. I know, baby. And I even think that Robert and Cora have some amazing, really cute moments. Absolutely. In this episode. But I'm just like, remember Bricker? Yeah. Remember how he thought you were a goddess? Yeah. Anyway, you know I always love an extramarital affair on TV. (laughs) Yes, I know you do. Um, I just, I never met a love triangle I didn't like. It's true. Uh, no, that isn't true. I have definitely, but okay. I just can't think of them right now.
1: Well, I believe you.
0: Emotions are running high. Well, <laughs> anyway, so Murdy does agree with Isabel and he's like, well, I'm glad we agree on this. And she says, let's not make too much of it. Yeah. And it's awesome. Yeah. Like Isabel's just laying the smack down and she's mm-hmm. like, you need to get your kids in line. Yeah. Don't be coming so in here is- acting like <laughs> this is a thing when it's not a thing. Right.
1: Yeah. So that's also clearly going to be an ongoing thing yeah. for, for a bit.
0: Which is great. Yeah. I'm still, you know, is a Mert, man. Let's make this happen. Yeah. No, and it's funny
1: because I really, we did like this episode because there's so many plot lines in this that we thought that were being introduced and we're like, uh, but then by the end of the episode, we're like, all right, that mm-hmm. paid off. Including uh, the Danker business, which was annoying because Danker's fucking annoying. She
0: is annoying, and it's like again, this is the weaknesses of name yeah. and fellows. It's like we don't need. We can honestly get through a season without a scheming lady's maid or a ladies' maid with a secret. Like
1: uh, they, they feel my otherwise. My lady's
0: got a
1: secret. <laughs> yeah.
0: So there's some chatter between. LG and Carson about needing to reduce the staff Mm -hmm. because the wage bill is too high, because wages have been rising, because Mm -hmm. the working classes have gotten a notion. Yeah, Um, Two of the maids have given notice. Madge. Madge. Madge is going.
1: She's going to work in a shop.
0: She's going to work in a shop. Uh, We've never seen Madge, (laughs) but we wish her all the best. (laughs) That's right. Anyway, so... (sighs) The Dowager makes the mistake of telling Danker anything. Right. Um. So Dank she's like Danker. They might be firing people, but Danker definitely don't say anything. Yeah. And Danker's like, "Oh, I'm silent as the grave." <laughs> yeah. And then she immediately swans on over to the big house, and is like, "I came over to sympathize with the cutting of your job. And they're all <laughs> like, "What?"
1: No, and that is really pretty great because they're like, "Are you just here to make trouble?" No, and, and Mrs.
0: Mrs. Patmore is like leading the charge. She's like, "Oh well." I know y'all always staring up. Tr- I'm sorry. My impressions aren't back in shape yet, everybody. Yeah, we'll I apologize that my muscles have. I, I've been impersonating <laughs> Sam Nail for so long. Although I yeah, will well, say, and mm-hmm. you in the UK are the first to hear it. <laughs> so I watched all of the fall mm-hmm. in the past week because Tom was out of town. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, when your husband's out of town, definitely watch a TV show about a series of sexualized breaking and entering type murders. <laughs> yeah. Um At any rate. Uh, that's said in Belfast, right? And they all really do talk like Sam Neill. Yeah. So, all of our listeners in Belfast, I apologize that I've been inadvertently making fun <laughs> of you for months.
1: Yeah, you know, Sam Neill's still a ridiculous character, but the accent is uh, top-notch. Yeah,
0: can't can't uh, can't fault it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so Denker's like, oh yes, I'm not here to make trouble, and then makes trouble, and yeah. everybody's like, dude, like, why do you think, why are you even pretending yeah, to be innocent here? Yeah, we don't here? even
0: like you. Right. Like, why are you here? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, so that happens, and then she tells Spratt, right. and they get into a spat, and look, it's always fun to see Spratt get his feathers ruffled, Which is- and I really have to, like, I love that actor so much.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's, his feathers are always ruffled. He was born ruffled.
0: Was he in Shakespeare in love? He feels like he might have played like one of the random Maybe. members of the company. Remember how Ben Affleck is in that? Yeah, I know. Oh right? my God. Yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah. Um, okay. So anyway, that's
1: fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, but sh- so she makes a mistake of telling Spratt. Mm-hmm. Well, so then
0: he flips his lid and right. goes to the dowager and is like, I hope you'll give me notice, milady, before <laughs> I am cast out. And,
1: My skill of bugging my eyes out would only take me so far.
0: (laughs) Uh, You know who he sounds like? He sounds like in Futurama, the day the (laughs) earth stood stupid. Oh, yeah. When Fry is traveling through all the books and he winds up in that Jane Austen book. (laughs) And it's Mr. Brainly. And he comes in and he says, I'm a gigantic brain. (laughs) It's it's pretty great. It is great. Okay, so the Dowager is like, seriously, what are you talking? Like, she's busy she's like writing letters and she has a really dope pair of glasses by the way good to know i really like them yeah uh very lightweight anyway and then she realizes what's going on and she's like i'll take care of this sprat like you need to calm down yeah so then uh when isabel comes to be like hey Mm -hmm. um are we still friends please check yes or no (laughs) yeah um sprat comes in and you know she's like oh you know get us some tea and then danker comes in and she's like oh i brought you a shawl my lady <laughs> and the dowager just straight says i'm going to miss you <laughs> and da- danker's like what's happening and she does this whole thing and isabel's like I- i'm picking up what you're laying down yeah so she's like oh mrs crawley gets along without a maid and then uh Danker's like, well, she gets along without a butler, also, and the dowager's like, oh, I couldn't break with tradition that much, yeah. And so Danker is flipping out, and Spratt's like, I have a copy of the lady upstairs. <laughs> I'm like, why do you have a copy of the lady? I just read it for the articles. <laughs> Somebody did post The Lady Still Exists. Yeah. And uh, Michelle Dockery is on the cover this month. Yeah. It's on the Facebook page. It's great. Yeah. I'll check that out. It's a ridiculous looking magazine.
1: I I believe it.
0: Anyway, so Danker appears to have been neutralized to an extent. Yeah. So we'll see how that is. We
1: we hope for a moment that she might actually get fired. Yeah. Well, I guess
0: this is vaguely associated with this plot line, but just like... Everybody is, like, being, like, Thomas keeps trying to, like, help Andy, the new oh, footman. Right. And everybody's like, get off his jock. And he's like, I'm not even. Yeah. And we're like, you're kind of on his jock. And why are we doing this again? Yeah. And it's just, whenever he's, like, nice to a young boy, it feels super pederasty. It does. And I don't like, and I don't yeah. even think that's the intention. Yeah. It's just, he's been so evil for so long. And it's just characters all over the place. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like... Yeah. So we'll see. That one was just kind of in the background yeah, a little bit. we'll it's see just how on that the back develops. burner. Yeah.
0: All right, the fall of the House of Usher. Mm -hmm. Some family whose name I didn't catch. Yeah,
1: they said it a few times. They've got to be
0: selling up their estate, and their debts are so bad that there'll be hardly anything left, and they have to go live in London like paupers. You're right. And I'm always, I would be very curious to know what hardly anything left is Agreed. In Well, because they say they have
1: hardly anything left, but they're still like, boy, you shouldn't have been auctioning all of this stuff. You should be storing some of it yeah. for, like, your future glory or whatever. Yeah. Like,
0: well, I mean, I think this is why the landed aristocracy – and the guy even – he is a complete downer. He's like – he literally says, learn from our mistake. <laughs> yeah. And Mary's like, I didn't think I shall. <laughs> but, I mean, and they are all pretty fatalistic, actually. Yeah. Edith is waxing very philosophical when they go into the auction – and, you know, she says, sick transit, glorium, the next Mundi, part of yeah. that. Yeah, right. Because they don't use the whole quote in Rushmore, so who cares? <laughs> um, anyway, and Mary says, well, will you be this philosophical when it's our turn? And I'm like, I think so. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Edith's gotten hella philosophical in her old age. She
1: has. And she's got a job and everything. God,
0: and her outfits are so cool.
1: Yeah. She looks gr- she great. She
0: looks uh maze balls yeah like yeah. So, and everybody does yeah everybody looks great yeah she looks awesome
1: yeah it's Mary really looks awesome like even the
0: servants have like really upped their game yeah
1: like uh baxter's Baxter, hair.
0: baxter's hair and her dress that you see at the end when she's like trying to reassure thomas uh-huh, uh-huh. just stylish as fuck yeah it's great it look really good yeah so thanks mr selfridge yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, but the thing about this fall of the House of Usher is that this family is... The this, Hendersons?
0: Yeah. They, Harry and? At yeah, all?
1: They have sold up and... Well, and
0: they are saying, get out of here! We don't want you anymore! <laughs> right.
1: They are, uh, including, however, uh, Mr. Mason. Mm-hmm. He was a tenant on their estate. And
0: who we're always thrilled to see. Yes. So I guess, to a certain extent, we should have taken it a bit easier on Daisy owning a farm because she didn't own
1: a farm. Right. She
0: was merely going to inherit the lease. Yeah.
1: Yeah, which, as we learned this week, is a big difference. Yeah,
0: it's a big, big difference. Especially
1: in this changing England. Indeed. Uh, because they have sent notice to Mr. Mason that they're kicking him off his farm, uh-huh. Uh the new owners are, and uh, he's naturally upset about this, mm-hmm. as is Daisy. Um, but Daisy, however, uh, doesn't use her upsetness very productively, because at the auction, she sees the new owners... And decides that she wants to give them a piece of her mind.
0: Which is a great scene. Yeah. And Sophie McShara does a great job, but it's so painful to watch. And I mean, this is why people don't speak truth to Power. Right. Because Power don't care and tries to get you dismissed.
1: Yeah. No, because everybody tries to stop her, including, like you know lg and, and McGee, mm-hmm. they're there and they're like ah, uh, you should really stop saying things and daisy won't she's, she's like
0: no i think i'm gonna keep talking
1: yeah she's like i'm speaking from my heart and all this sort of thing and the guy is like fuck you now i'm definitely not going to keep him yeah because you were uppity mm-hmm. get out of here
0: and it's bad
1: it's real bad it's real bad and yeah. she
0: doesn't get dismissed although it's discussed
1: right cars carson like wants to
0: yeah Always like, this would solve part of our staffing problem, alone. Although I think you don't want to cut corners in the kitchen.
1: No, I, like, I that, that wasn't cut what they were Like, I think they cut as many corners
0: yeah. that they can. But anyway, yeah. so she is abraded, but she is not sacked. Right. And I'm genuinely curious how this is going to pan out. Yeah like,
1: yeah. like, shit. Yeah. Yikes.
0: She's still sitting for her exams or something.
1: Oh, That's right. That's mentioned
0: briefly. Mosley's still there. Yeah, Mosley's just... In case anybody <laughs> was wondering. There was this great <laughs> gif moment of him... Like
1: just walking up at the end of a conversation and just like looking like, he, he looked like an, he looked like an emu,
0: <laughs> all right, so anyway, uh, you know, everyone uh it really makes everyone think, yes, this auction
1: it does that it's like like at least three different people are like, we'll be next,
0: yeah. Which- and I'm like, well, then why are you making Mary the estate agent? Like, shouldn't you be, like, figuring this out? Right. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Edith's choices. Yeah. So this is also a very small part of the episode, but <sighs> I thought a very piquant.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Part. Part. So we see her on the phone and her editor's giving her some guff. Yeah. And she tells McGee, McGee has become like Edith's number one fan. Yeah. Which is interesting considering what a bitch Edith has been to her historically. <laughs> well, yeah. Um but you know, Sybil's death affected us all. It's true. Uh so Edith says pretty clear, she's like, oh, he doesn't like working for a woman. And Mitchie says, but you think you're doing the right thing, not selling up and taking the money. And Mm -hmm. he says, yes, I think I am. And I agree. Like, it's great. Like, she's singing and she didn't. And she, you know, he's trying to tone police her. Right. Because what we hear from her end, she says, there's nothing in my tone. I'm simply reminding you of the deadline. Yeah. Which, like, you're the editor, dude. She shouldn't have to remind you.
1: Yeah. But...
0: At any rate, so she's dealing with that and her, she goes up to London because she's been, uh, renting out Gregson's flat. Yes. And her tenants are leaving. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, she goes and she's showing it to Rosamond, who has apparently never seen it before, which I find suspect. Well. Because Edith would have been managing this place for at least six months, right? I'm not completely sure where we left off in 1924, but. Yeah. At any rate, but she comes in and says she feels as though the Bloomsbury set would be the corner. And that's yeah. Virginia Woolf and E.M. Forster and all their queer friends, right, right? which I assume she didn't know about. <laughs> um. Probably true, yes. But anyway, so Edith is weighing the costs and benefits of remaining in Yorkshire or coming and living in London full time. right? And Rosamond, you know, on the one hand is like, well, you could get away from Mary, which to me would be like number one. Yeah. Like, because Mary is... Like, I know Mary's being blackmailed in this episode. <laughs> right. But she's being an extra big bitch. She is. And.
1: Well, and she just, she's clearly just always going to be reflexively bitchy to Edith. Yeah. And just is not going to stop. Like, there's no reason to think otherwise. And, you know,
0: Edith's like, oh, you know, there's museums and galleries and <laughs> Rosamond. Anyone who lives in a major city center will <laughs> guffaw <laughs> at this. She's like, well, but you only ever go do those things when friends are in town. <laughs> That's <laughs> Which right. Which is exactly right. <laughs> um so anybody who lives in london or uh you know belfast yeah. i imagine has a lot of museums
1: yeah like the titanic yeah
0: Museum. oh do they yeah god damn it we have to go to belfast now <laughs> <laughs> look out um yeah, so anyway, uh, but then Rosamond also points out that she, you know, when she was widowed, she definitely chose to stay in London, but she did not have a child
1: mm-hmm. that
0: would make a country life sensible. right? You know, because this is still, the prevailing wisdom is just, you know, stick them outside. Yeah. Just make them run through the heather, you know? <laughs> that's just, right. That's good for them. Yeah. Uh, very Francis Hodgson Burnett, as has been discussed. Yeah. At length.
1: <laughs> yes, indeed. Did
0: we do the Secret Garden? Yeah. I don't think we did we did we
1: because my immediate response was yes but but i don't know if we did
0: i know we did a little princess right
1: right well anyway anyway
0: well guess what guys (laughs) we're gonna figure it out yeah (laughs) it's a maze this podcast it's a maze always (laughs) um okay so edith has not at the end of this episode made a choice yeah Um, I really hope she does decide to go to London. I agree. Well, and... She seemed to be
1: leaning that way. Well,
0: and there was a bit of an exchange between Mary and Lord Grantham. It was post the first big dinner that we saw. And, you know, Mary's sitting there playing solitaire bitchily. I didn't know you could be so bitchy (laughs) playing solitaire. Yeah. But anyway, she's like, oh, I wonder what Edith's going to get up to in London. And Lord Grantham says, oh, at her age, she should get up to something. And I'm like... Then why are you being so weird about Mary boning Gilly? Right. Like. Yeah. He's got a very strange attitude toward everything. Yeah. Especially since Edith is like killing it in the fuckability department She's, versus yeah. Mary. Like. I know. Not, I mean, look. And Mary's still stunningly gorgeous. Right. And I would still argue the most beautiful of the three oh, daughters. Yeah. But. Yeah.
1: And I mean, I, I definitely liked some of her outfits as well. Oh, but yeah. Edith was just. Well,
0: and but Edith goes to London more frequently. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, you know, she's probably going to Selfridges. Yeah. Um, okay. So, Edith hasn't made a choice yet. Marigold is still there. Marigold and George are regulars downstairs, which yes. is a nice nod to sort of the things we learn from Manor House, mm-hmm. which is that, you know, the kids would spend tons of time with the servants. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: well, and we see later uh, LG reminiscing about his time in that very yes, kitchen as a yes. child. So. And, yeah. uh,
0: that the the cook was a bit of a cross patch. But <laughs> yeah. she always kept a stash of biscuits and sweets specifically for him, mm-hmm. which made Rosamond quite angry. <laughs> and McGee just laughs and says Rosamond was jealous because she hates Rosamond so does. much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh I would say arguably the biggest plotline of the episode is the relationship between Carson and Mrs. Hughes. Yeah. And they've made it quite hard for us to continue being anti this yeah. because they're doing such a good job. They are. And I think it's really down to uh Phyllis Logan and Jim Carter, uh, right, uh, Jim uh
1: shit Carter. Carter. Yeah.
0: God, it's confusing. Yeah. Uh their performances and Leslie Nichol, who mm-hmm. looks great she by does. the way. She does. Yeah. Like I don't, like and she still is like clearly like wearing no makeup and wearing her crappy costume, but she, she looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mrs. Hughes has been deferring... Uh, choosing a date for their wedding mm-hmm. because we find out in her conversations with Mrs. Patmore, and I love their relationship so yeah. much. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. their relationship and the relationship between the dowager and Isabel, I think are the the must see elements of this show. Particularly, mm-hmm. this is the target audience. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. women. I mean, and not to say that women over the age of forty are in fact sixty, right? But like, <laughs> but women over the age of forty. You know, and and just yeah. having substantive conversations, mm-hmm. some of which are about romantic relationships, but which are also just we're friends.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: So, God. Yeah. These scenes are so good. They it are. almost feels pointless to try to tell you what happened in them.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just, I mean, just to be simple about it, she basically, Hughes basically... Doesn't want to, uh, you know, have sex with Carson just because she feels like she's too old and she would feel ridiculous mm-hmm. and she would feel self-conscious and embarrassed. and embarrassed and she doesn't
0: want to feel embarrassed. Yeah. And it's just they're they both are so vulnerable because mm-hmm. she doesn't feel like she can say this to Carson. Yeah. So she sends Mrs. Patmore, <laughs> who does not feel any more equipped and Mrs. Patmore has never had sex right. as we could have inferred. Yeah,
1: we we probably would have guessed but that, but it's it's, it's
0: confirmed yeah. and we're unsure if Mrs. Hughes did or not. Mm-hmm. I would say probably not. There might have been a little bit of tomfoolery right and as i said i was like i'm not sure carson even masturbates like <laughs> right. that just no, I, know. I can't even imagine mm-hmm. um so mrs patmore tries and then fails yeah <laughs> and carson like gives her port and she like does it a shot and she's like bye <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it didn't quite work out and then um
1: but but in somehow
0: a, Carson Basically like, Yeah Figures something out
1: Well I think he sees I think he might see The two of them talking And just He he puts it together mm-hmm. That Patmore was there For a reason mm-hmm. And gets her to tell him What it was
0: And she can't look at it When she says it Yeah But then Oh my god He just gives And I'm gonna Freaking cry Right yeah. now In this dumb instant take <laughs> But he gives this Just beautiful Short monologue About yeah. how he thinks Mrs. Hughes is so beautiful Yeah and he wants them to have a full marriage, and he loves her, and yeah. oh my god, you guys. So yeah. I can't not ship this anymore. Yeah. It's a foregone conclusion. <laughs> they're doing this. And they're making it, they're making it interesting.
1: Yeah, well, and there are, you know, the, the very thing that we thought that why we were against it was just that they had such a, such an asexual relationship. Yeah. And they're addressing that.
0: And they're... it's interesting. Yeah. I am interested. Yeah. Because, you know, it's a bit of an arranged marriage situation. Right. And seeing them sort of grow into that and make these choices, it's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, everybody, crack open the bubbly. <laughs> We're done with murder prison. We are. It seems.
1: It seems. They... I
0: never, I never want to put it past <laughs> fellows and name. Yes. But – it seems like we might be done.
1: Yeah, I think they they were I think they recognized that we were all going to be skeptical about their willingness to actually stop this bullshit. And so they were really like, "No, this is definitely uh-huh. over." They they did in fact break out the champagne. Well, and I
0: said in when we were watching it, like the scene where they tell the whole staff that they've all been cleared of murder. <laughs> I was like, This wasn't they didn't even know they were rolling. This is just <laughs> when the producers announced that the plot line was over. <laughs> yeah. So Sergeant Willis, who looked like a different actor to me, Maybe, but I think I it's just know. been a while. Yeah. Plus, I mean it's not as if I was paying attention during those scenes and right. not aggressively rolling my eyes everything two- in this episode. Yes. So anyway, um well number 1 Anna's all out of sorts because she thought she was pregnant and then she either wasn't pregnant or she just had a very early miscarriage right. and so she's quite upset also doing something awful with her hair this yeah season. and we
1: can't quite pin she down like why the it's so bad crypt keeper she does i
0: don't know and again well, i feel like she's wearing why like
1: did goth they, eyeliner too why did like they ruin her character so hard it's i can't i don't know i what, don't either what i don't
0: they, i don't know anyway yeah Oh, the Emmys are today oh, in the US. Right. Yeah. Uh Downton's nominated for stuff, but I Maggie well, Smith didn't get nominated, so yeah. I kind of don't care.
1: Well, and Downton's nominated for best drama and it has zero chance. Oh,
0: absolutely. So. So, yeah. Anyway, um better Okay, so she's upset about that. Bates looks old as fuck. Mm-hmm. They just neither one of them look good. Yeah. Um anyway, so you know, he's like trying to tell her to, you know, keep her spirits up. Yeah. And Sergeant Willis shows up and he's like, "Oh, there's this you know woman who's confessing
1: to killing to killing that Green." Guy. And
0: Anna's mad that he showed up at all because she's like, "It could be another false alarm, and we might have right. so to deal with this." Um And, you know, Bates keeps trying to be like, oh, you know, this whole life we want with these kids. And she's like, I may never be able to have any Mr. Bates.
1: Yeah. And it's like, you know, whatever.
0: Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) But at the very end of the episode, Sergeant Willis shows up again and he's like, the lady confessed. We found a witness.
1: It's all. We're we're done. This is over.
0: And literally everybody says, hooray. Yeah. And everybody's below stairs drinking. Yeah. And we get this great moment of, you know, McGee and LG in the kitchen and he's like, Is this a refrigerator? <laughs> yeah. And he's so mad. <laughs> and McGee's like, Yes, Mrs. Patmore hates it. <laughs> <laughs> And he like gets in and like pulls out some chicken legs and yeah. having a whole drunken moment. Yeah. And Carson comes in and is like shocked. Yeah. But like they're being so cute.
1: Yeah, it's very they're cute. They're being
0: very, very cute. Yeah. And McGee's dress was so on point. Mm-hmm. Um and she's like sitting on the counter, like it's very, you know, yeah. Jack and Diane. Yeah. Um Yeah, so murder prison is done. Yes. We might actually redeem these characters That's at right. this late date. There's still
1: with this rest of the season left, there's still just enough time for them to have a chance.
0: Yes, so fingers crossed. Yeah. Um. Anything we missed? Branson is in fact in New York. Did they say?
1: I don't. I didn't catch. I couldn't. They discuss it briefly. Well, he and said
0: New... I thought he was going to Boston. I and thought then, and then so. Somebody too. was talking about how much so and so loved New York. Oh. Oh. Didn't um a servant went to New York? Daisy Maybe. went I with don't... uh L.?
1: I don't know. Not Mac
0: L. Mac L is Shirley MacLaine. Mac H. Mac H. I was like, what was his name? Yeah. God, I wish they'd bring back Paul Giamatti. That'd be fun. No, and Matthew Good. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see. But yeah, we're, we're excited. We are. This is, this is great, guys. Mm -hmm. We're so happy to be back. We're happy to be watching live with you in the UK. That's right. Um, yeah, we'll be back, you know, next week. Mm -hmm. If you, uh, have any thoughts, comments, we're going to have an open thread on the Facebook page. That's right. Maybe how you find this. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, we'll be responding to things on Twitter, probably not retweeting. We're going to try our best to sort of, be respectful of people in the States and Australia and other places where they're not getting this now. Right. Right. Um, Yeah. So hopefully we won't piss anybody off. Yeah. We'll do our best. All right. Uh, Yeah. So we'll be back next week. We can't wait to see what happens. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.